Welcome, everybody, to The World is a Mess, and I just want to steampunk it. This is episode 62, May 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Steampunk Star Raisin. and I'm here in North Hollywood, California. And I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Bertison, and he is in Bellwood, Ontario, Canada. So how's it going, Daniel? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, so I just watched uh, Dr. Strange, you know, Doc, uh, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's a really good movie. And um, uh, you know what? I heard it, it suffered a huge drop on this on this week. This, this is the second week. It suffered a huge drop. Yeah, like uh, according to Box Office Mojo, because I looked it up, uh, it dropped uh, 59% the second week. Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon for movies to drop significantly in the second week because the majority of people we're going to see it, usually see it in the first week. Mm-hmm. It all depends whether there's repeat showings, but it's already grossed $688 million, but it's not going to do as well as Spider-Man No Way Home because that was, that that did like $1.8 billion. That, mm-hmm. that was tremendously successful. I know that the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has been a little bit controversial. I know, like, Beyond the Trailer didn't like it because she thought it destroyed the character of Wanda. But, you know, they were already, you know, in WandaVision, they were already kind of setting up that she was going to search for her kids, and they were already kind of setting up that she was, she looked kind of evil towards the end. When she took over the Darkhold and she was reading the Darkhold book, she looked very evil, and she kind of split mm-hmm. herself into two personalities and they kind of continued that on in Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Um, the only thing, the only gripe I would have with, with Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness would be uh, I thought the way they did the third eye was a little bit cheesy. That was very Sam Raimi, uh, very uh, evil dead uh, kind of way of doing it. And then I thought Professor X got killed off way too easily, you know, because Professor X in the comic books is more than a match for any hero or villain because, uh, you know, he has such powerful telepathy, he would have been able to hold Wanda uh, at bay for much longer than what he did. Mm -hmm. So those are the only real two flaws. That's why I would give it an eight. On a scale of one to ten, but we reviewed it, reviewed it in the previous. But I guess in the previous uh, um, podcast episode that we had done, um, you hadn't seen it yet. Uh, no, I, I saw it. I saw it, it, it on Netflix. No, it's Netflix. Really good. It's a really good. Yeah, movie. I mean, um, we'll see. Uh, I know that they're going to be releasing the Top Gun movie in a couple of weeks. And a lot of people say that that's going to take the movie down even more. We'll see if it at least makes a billion. But at $688 million, even if it were to stop playing in theaters today, I would still say that was successful because I don't know what the production budget... See. So, budget for Doctor Strange. Okay, Google already predicts what I'm going to search for. It was a $200 million budget, according to Google. Mm-hmm. So at $688 million, it's already considered a success because it made its money back and it 
you know, you probably they probably spent another two hundred million promoting the movie with advertisements and posters. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that, it still made money. It still made profits. So, and it's not done showing yet. So we'll see as it goes on if it'll make it up to the billion dollar club. Because usually mm-hmm. Marvel movies are not considered uh, successful unless they make a billion. Go ahead. Exactly. I was hoping that it would surpass Spider-Man No Way Home because it, this movie had a bunch of universes in it, right? And it had Professor X in it and a bunch of other characters in it. So I thought it was this. definitely well, surpassed. Professor X was way too brief. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, when I was in the theater, you know, uh, it was uh, people got excited when they when they heard Patrick Stewart and they saw Patrick Stewart as Professor X. They got excited, and um, you know they cheered him on because she because he's a very popular actor as Professor X, and. Um, So yeah, I went. I went the first opening weekend. I, I'm looking, checking my Instagram here. I went on May the seventh, um, and it had premiered May the sixth. So I went and saw it the second day after it premiered in theaters, and the theater was packed. I had uh, pre-booked tickets, and and people were very excited. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was a very visually entertaining movie. It kind of reminded me of something out of like a Salvador Dali, mm-hmm. uh, very surrealistic, especially you know with all the different multiverses and the paint universe. But we already did a review of this, so mm-hmm. I guess we're just talking about the box office. So. I guess uh, moving on. Yeah, those things you're eating right now is very good, by the way. I love those things. I like to get them at Walmart and eat them. They're so good. Oh, frosted fudge cakes. Yeah, Yeah. they go good with coffee. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, so... I mean, it's already a success at $688 million because even if you subtract promotional costs, which are probably another $200 million, $200 million for the movie, it's still made a net profit of $288 million. We'll see how well it does against Top Gun Mavericks. I'm not really, I don't really care for looking forward to that movie. Well, it's been a long It's just a Tom Gun vehicle, and I think the whole premise of him still being a captain in the Navy and still being a fighter pilot and refusing to take promotion is very unrealistic because the way it works in the military is if you get, like, especially if you're an officer, if you get passed up for promotion twice, then they'll either force you to... Uh, resign or they'll force you to retire. You know, they, they force people out who who just sit around too long and don't get promoted. So uh, 
to me, it's very unrealistic that, you know, he'd been in the Navy for, I don't know, 30 something years and he's still only a captain and he's still allowed to only be in the Navy. That to me just seems like a very unrealistic premise. And it seems like a, uh, just another Top Gun, uh, Tom Cruise vehicle. And then I don't really have that interest in that movie. But anyway, we could move on to Strange New Worlds episode two. Yeah, but before we do, before we do, I want to say, like, you know what? I'm so sorry that uh, I don't understand why Doctor Strange dropped. It's never going to reach two billion. Now I was hoping it would. Oh no, it's not going to reach two billion. It's going to struggle to even make a billion. But that's bad. That's bad news for the MCU and bad news for us because you know that means we're not going to get good. You know, we could have gotten better quality stuff in the future. Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's already made money, so I don't know what else to say. We beat a dead yeah. horse in the ground. I've already reviewed the movie, so I want to move on to a new topic. Let's yeah. let's start fresh. Um, Strange New Worlds episode two. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was like a, it felt like a filler episode, very kind of, it wasn't as powerful as the first one. The first episode was really, was good. I liked it. You know, um, you know, it started off with, uh, you know, Captain Pike on the planet and he's watching uh, the day the earth stood still. And that's a really good movie. The 1950s version is really good. And I, ne- um, I never saw it. Yeah, way better than than the remake. You know, the remake was so bad that they. Sh- I heard they shot it into space. It was that bad. Shot it into space. Oh, you're being funny. You try to. Make no, it that's what they're saying. They shot it into space. Like I don't know if they got all the copies and shot it into space. I'm not sure, but that's what they're saying. I don't so, know the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, but, they didn't do very well. Nah. So. Um, so he was wa- so yeah. Captain Pike was watching the original "The Day the Earth Stood Still," and um, see, I like that because you know what? That shows you that, that that shows that in the Star Trek universe, that movie exists, and I like it when they add well, stuff like that. The big problem I had with the episode, and I don't know what it is with the hairstyles, it really bothered me because it stood out. Like, you know, the original Captain Pike, who, of course, only appeared in one episode, although he, he also appeared in the Madure part one and two, but as a disabled person portrayed by a different mm-hmm. actor in a wheelchair. Um, Captain Pike, um, he had like a, a bit of like Captain Elvis going on. Like, what the hell was going on with his hair? His hair was like, whoop. It was all glued together with hairspray, and it it really looked over the top. It almost looked like he actually has long hair, like he did in the first episode. And he's like, "Hmm, crap! I need to look like I have short hair. So let me mm-hmm. brush my hair up and do a and do a you know, you know, glue it all together in a bubble." I don't know. It just seemed like the hair, you know, he was def- definitely contained by hairspray. Definitely over the top hairstyle. It, it reminded me of like uh, greasers from the 1950s with the way they used to grease and slick their hair over and bob it up. You know, mm-hmm. so Captain Pike's hair bob was a little bit of a distraction in the episode. And then um, 
I, and I just, I'll just use the colloquial expression. I don't like to, to use profanity too much. But yeah, like what was with Spock's sideburns, man? He had like the whole fuckboy look going on. You know, he's like, oh, bro, I am Spock, fuckboy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the sideburns were very distracting. So whoever's doing hair and makeup, you, you suck in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very distracting. It didn't seem very much like Spock. Um, also, they're retconning the fact that Spock uh, got with his girlfriend in in the original series. He had never met her before. It was a prearranged marriage. So they're retconning a lot of things. I mean, I get it. They're trying to make Spock more interesting and less nerdy. And I don't really know if I like that, make, trying to make Spock more interesting and less nerdy. So I don't know. Um, I, actually, that was in episode one. But either way, you know, Spock with his sideburns really bothered me. Captain Pike's hair bothered me. The story was kind of bland. It was kind of a filler episode. Um, It was okay. It was kind of neat that they beamed down to a comet instead of beaming down to a planet. But still, um, it... uh, I don't know. And, you know, technically they violated the Prime Directive because the Prime Directive, they, you know, with the Prime Directive, you, you don't interfere with a pre-warp society, even if a comet is going to destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just it just seemed like a bunch of contrived plot devices, and you can tell that Alex Kirksman really has no idea what he's doing when it comes to Star Trek. He's trying to please the fans. He's trying to return to the original TOS. Uh, theme of episodic episodes but you know some of the special effects just looks really really done on a limited budget and um, I don't know yeah there was nothing that really stood out about that episode other than they violated the prime directive uh, uh, you know Spock's hair or Spock's sideburns Looked like a fuckboy, and Captain Pike's hair looked like a bob from a greaser in the 50s, or he looked like Elvis, like he had an Elvis hairstyle. Like, hey, I'm uh, Captain Elvis. I'm Captain of the USS Enterprise. Would you like to rock and roll? Anyway, uh, yeah, so on a scale of one to 10, I would give the episode like a five. It was very mediocre. Uh, hopefully it'll get better. Um, I don't know how many episodes are going to be in season one of Strange New Worlds. See, number number of episodes Strange New Worlds. I think I'm looking at Strange New Stranger Things, Stranger Worlds, season one. And you already have another show that's very similar. Uh, so, at least they, 
Yeah, when I Google it, it says there's only two episodes. Yeah, that's all that's been released. But I just want to get into meat and potatoes. How many episodes do they plan on releasing? Do you know anything about that, Daniel? Hello? Uh, what? What? How many episodes are they planning to release oh, of season uh, one of Strange New Worlds? I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't check it out. I'm hoping it's like eight episodes. Uh. Maybe I'm asking Google the wrong way. Okay, according to Wikipedia, they plan to have 10 episodes. So that's not a lot for being done on a shoestring budget. Um, I mean, I'm not very optimistic. The first couple of episodes were kind of mediocre, uh, kind of bland. Nothing that really stood out. You were telling me off camera that you thought that Picard was better. So explain, oh, explain yeah. your reasoning on that. Yeah, definitely. Picard is way better, mostly because it's set in the future, like in the 25th century. It's well, actually, the season two is set in the 21st century. It was yeah, I know that. that. It's set in the 21st century. But then in the very, very end, they go back to the 25th century and they move forward and you know it's just really good i liked it and um just to tell you the truth man i'm sick and tired of the 23rd century i mean how how long has the world stayed in that century for oh my god it's in the 60s like 1966 uh all the way well, to now I mean, it's uh it's captain pike is elvis and he plays one musical instrument. He plays the mashed potatoes. And then yeah. the mashed potatoes start looking like his hairdo. Like, oh, it's just so like, we've been in the 23rd century so long. It's been done. It's been done. It's over. It's been done. But no, let's let's, let's squeeze out I a mean, little bit more of the 23rd century. We want to move forward. We want to go into the, 20, the 25th century or beyond, you know? I mean, there were, there were elements that I liked about strangey worlds and there are elements that i liked of card but overall both shows have been disappointing but let's hope that uh picard season three gets better but yeah i don't really have anything else to say about strangey worlds i agree with you it felt like a filler episode it was very mediocre um it did, did um you did you, know, you think to pring? I'm sorry. Uh, Spock's uh, Spock's so engagement girl. She he got engaged to pring. Did you think she was hot? Yeah, but it, they're retconning Spock because he in the original series never got with her because it was a prearranged marriage. He didn't meet but, with her until yeah. that episode where Kirk had to fight Spock, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, she was hot, but yeah, we, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on Strange New Worlds Episode 2 before we move on to the next topic? Well, first of all, I like to say in Episode 1, uh, I like it how they added 
the history of our world, like what happened on like like Black Lives Matter when they showed the what ha- what led up to World War Three. Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, I didn't see or, really Black Lives Matter leading into World War Three. And also, they added like January third, twenty twenty one. You know, yeah, remember what happened in January third, twenty twenty one in in Washington D.C. That was January sixth. Oh, January sixth. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they tried to break into the the Capitol building, or did they, or did they break into the Capitol? They building? did break in. Uh, the vice president and most of the the congressmen and the senators were evacuated barely in the nick of time. And more than a thousand people were charged with that. Some have already been convicted. There's uh, Congress is still doing an investigation of that, uh, the insurrection, because basically you had pro-Trump, um, yeah, pro-Trump um, rioters that were protesting and rioting and breaking in and damaging property. Five people actually got killed, including one woman getting shot by Capitol Police. And uh, because she was trying to break over the barricade, they were trying, they were chanting, kill Mike Pence, because they viewed Mike Pence as a traitor, because they wanted him to overturn the results of the election. And yeah, so. Um, they tried to overthrow democracy. They tried these Trump supporters tried to overthrow the government of the United States, and uh, most of them were sentenced to maybe a couple of years to a few months. Uh, they really treated them with kid gloves and treated them too light. They really should have charged Donald Trump with insurrection because he tried to overturn democracy and overthrow the democratic election of the United States. And it's very, very dangerous political times that we have uh, going forward because if we don't bring these people to justice and make them pay, and I don't mean like, you know, a slap on the wrist, oh, you're going to serve a few months in prison. I think some of the, the people who were the insurrectionists only served a few months in prison uh, or a few months in jail. And some of them got a couple of years, and then some of them were still waiting trial. But the ringmaster, Donald Trump himself, should be charged because he's very authoritarian, very anti-democratic. And unfortunately, he still is predominant in the Republican Party, and he still dominates in the Republican Party. I mean, the Republican Party has moved so far to the right that um, if President Eisenhower were still alive today and he wanted to run for office, he'd have to run as a Democrat because he would be considered too progressive, too liberal, too reasonable to be a Republican. And you never notice the modern Republican Party never even bring up Eisenhower. He was a popular two-term president in the 1950s. He um, was president right before John F. Kennedy and He actually did that farewell speech in early 1961, in January 1961, where he warned of the military-industrial complex and its influence. And um, he also stood up for uh, Black students who wanted to reintegrate the schools and go to school, public school, 
in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. He brought in the National Guard. So standing up against racism, standing up against fascism, and warning of uh, undue influence of the military-industrial complex. Yeah, President Eisenhower, even though he was a popular Republican president, he was considered conservative for his time. And if he were alive today and wanted to run for office, he would have to be, he'd have to run as a Democrat because he'd be considered way too liberal. And, you know, and that's why the Republicans don't even bring up Eisenhower. You would think that they would want to bring up a two-term Republican who was popular in the 50s and reference him, but they don't reference him because he wasn't pro-fascism. He was anti-fascism. And so, yeah, uh, these are politically scary times. These are troubling times. Uh, So I... I don't know where we go from here. It just seems like the modern Democratic Party lacks the political will to prosecute people who try to do the insurrection to the fullest extent of the law. And they need to prosecute people who actually planned uh, and participated in that, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobar, Paul Gozar, Louis Gomar. These are people who actually aided and abetted the insurrection and as well as Donald Trump. They need to charge all these people and remove them from Congress. But unfortunately, the Democrats lack the political will. And we are regressing as a society in the United States. I know you're in Canada, but you know what happens to the United States does affect and impact Canada too, to the North. But yeah, uh, reversing Roe v. Wade, reversing 50 years of legal precedent means that you just basically have a bunch of Republican activist judges. And um, it means that they can overturn any case. They no longer have to act on precedent because they're acting on activism. And everything has become increasingly more politically unstable uh, going forward. So I definitely fear the future of United States, and I hear the future of the world, uh, you know, with the Eastern Coalition breaking away from the Western Coalition, um, it's going to be hauntingly, seems to be hauntingly similar to the prediction that it made in Star Trek, that World War III would be fought by the Eastern Coalition versus the Western Coalition, and if we're not careful, then we may not have a future, and what's left of the future will look like Mad Max. Um, so I don't know. These are dark political times. I will say that. And you got Biden who is not really doing anything. He's not doing anything bad, but he's not doing anything good. He's just kind of sitting there like a, oh, like a zombie. A uh, well, he's just, he's, he's, he's too old to be president. He seems to be suffering from a little bit of dementia. So does Trump too. Trump tends to slur words as well. Like you would say, oranges instead of origins um he you know trump said a lot of dumb things during press conferences as well you know it's like and it seems like the 2024 election is just going to be a repeat it's going to be biden versus trump part two and it's like really can we not do any better than biden and trump i mean yeah i voted for biden because he was the lesser of two evils i didn't like biden i preferred uh 
you know, Bernie Sanders, but, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, endorsed Biden and he dropped out of the race because he's concerned about Trump winning re-election. And Biden barely won, despite the fact that we were in the middle of the pandemic and Trump had totally botched the pandemic. And now we're up to, I think, nearly a million deaths that we lost. Well, according to Google, we're up to 998,000 deaths. We're just shy of a million. But we've only got about one more minute left. So any last thoughts? We've only got about a minute before I wrap up. Yeah, you know what? Okay, like they say that Star Trek is supposed to, was our universe until it branched off in, in the 1990s. The Correct. Titanic Wars. Correct. Well, you know what? I think that the real branching off point was World War Three in 2026. Because you know what? Like the the um, Titanic Wars was a regional conflict. It didn't even make a blip on the radar. It didn't even. Well, make a blip. I mean, I. I don't know. I I would say it was divergent in the 1990s. That's so like that's yeah, when the eugenics wars happened. Because even if the eugenics wars only took place in India, but we're out of time, my friend. We'll talk more about the eugenics wars and the divergent timeline of Star Trek. That'll be an interesting topic for next time. We're already yeah. at the 30 minute mark, and we're already out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is Steampunk Stories, and your host. Hope the world is a mess and I just want the steampunk it. This is episode 62. And I have been your host here in North Hollywood, California, USA. This is May 16th, 2022. You have a nice day and I'll see you 25 billion years of will. Bye.